father is a gardener, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will produce even more fruit. Dear friends of Christ, this morning we have another biblical metaphor. It seems like we have several here in these several weeks, metaphors where Jesus is trying to teach us a lesson. And today the metaphor of the garden, the garden which is your soul. So how is your garden doing? And I'm not talking about your garden in the backyard. I'm talking about your soul. What is your spiritual condition? The spiritual condition of your garden. What's the condition of your faith? How well do you love the way Jesus has loved others? Or do you find yourself losing your temper and being short with everybody around you? How's your walk with Christ? Are you learning to love the way God loved you? Or do you struggle with all that? How are your deeds? How are your acts? How do you keep God's commandments? How do you obey Him? Well, let's consider all that as we consider our theme, what's the condition of your garden? Our text focuses on three things. It focuses on the garden, it focuses on the vine, and it focuses on the branches. Um, People are the branches. And this is what Jesus said about us. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. Any gardener knows it's true. A fruitful tree provides nourishment to all of its branches. Whether the branches are fruitful or not. And there are branches of an apple tree or branches of a cherry tree And those certain branches don't produce fruit. And yet those branches use up energy from the rest of the tree. Strength that could be given to produce the fruit. And those branches that aren't producing are not only worthless, they're dangerous to the fruit that needs to be produced in the rest of the tree. And it makes all the fruit weaker. And so any good gardener will cut it off. You see the metaphor? God will do the same thing to us. Do we think that we're going to be okay in the day of judgment when Christ returns to stand before His throne Do we think that we're going to be able to stand there? There are people who say they feel like they're all right with God. They feel like they're close to God. However, here's my question. You as a branch, are you producing enough fruit? Are you producing enough love to keep Him satisfied? And how do you ever know? How do you know if you ever produce enough fruit? And what is enough fruit? How much will He demand of you? How much will He demand of me? And that's the dilemma. If you claim to be a branch connected to Christ, the question has to be asked, are you bearing enough fruit? Are you bearing enough love? Are you bearing enough kindness? Are you bearing enough peace? Are you bearing enough joy? 
Do you have hope? If you focus on the branches in our metaphor, you will despair because there's no comfort to be found in the branches. Unfruitful branches, they're cut off. And what about all those dead branches that we find in every tree? And it's a type of thing you have when we get a high wind and it knocks all those dead branches out of our tree, out of all our trees. And we go throughout our yard and we pick up all those dead branches off of the ground. And what do you do with them? Do you take those dead, tre- those dead branches and treasure them and hold them and coddle them? Try to nurture them back to health? Do you treat them precious and bundle them up and put them in the corner of your yard and take pride in them? No one wants a pile of worthless dead branches ruining the beauty of their backyard. So what do you do with them? You do the same thing God does with them. You burn them. They're worthless. God's going to do the same thing to souls that are dead. It's hard for us to see unbelievers as worthless. It's hard for us to understand all that. But God makes it very clear the branches not attached to Christ will be picked up and they will be thrown into the everlasting lake of fire. Indeed, we are the branches. And Jesus is the vine. We must be attached to Him or we cannot live. You cannot be saved. And that's why He said, I am the true vine. My Father is a gardener. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. Listen, people who think that their souls can be saved... With the saving blood of Jesus and think that they can do that without it, that they can be saved without the blood of Christ, are gravely mistaken. Why? Because they're not connected. They're not connected to that blood. They're not connected to the tree that gives life, to the blood that flows to wash our sins away. They're not attached to that living force, the vine. People need to stop fooling themselves. No amount of believing that you're okay with God will save your soul. There's only one way to be okay with God. If you are not completely dependent upon Christ for your salvation, you cannot live forever. You cannot be saved. The branches must be connected to the vine. There's a small town in Texas had a tragic event happen when their school burned down to the ground. 200 people died in that tragic event. And the old school sprinkler, uh, the old school didn't have a sprinkler system. So when they rebuilt the new school, they made sure to buy the best sprinkler system and the best fire alarm. They were very proud of it. When the school opened, uh, they took pride in, in every single sprinkler head, and they were everywhere. Years later, the community outgrew their school and they had to build on. 
As they began the process of the new addition, they made a startling discovery. The sprinkler system had never been connected to the water source. They had all that latest technology, all the equipment. They looked good on the outside. Everything was great. But it was completely useless. The system looked good, but it was worthless because it wasn't connected to the water source. Listen, sinner to sinner, we look pretty good to each other, don't we? Sinner to sinner, I'll accept you if you accept me. From our perspective, it's easy. From God's perspective, He sees something completely different. He sees a dead branch that can, can't produce fruit. And so what does Jesus do to these dead and useless branches? He connects them to the vine. And do you remember how Jesus connects us? Do you remember how Jesus connects you to forgiveness? Do you remember how Jesus connects you to salvation? Do you remember how Jesus connects you to the source of life? Word, water, bread, and wine. Through the preaching of the word, through holy baptism, and through the reception of Christ's body and blood in the Lord's Supper. Faith, apart from these means of grace, is like a branch that is separated from the vine. It can't bear fruit. Again, that's why we don't want to focus on the branches. There's no comfort to be found in the branches. In this metaphor, we want to focus on the vine. The vine is the thing that gives light. The vine is the thing to which we should cling There's a little comfort focusing on the branches because our text tells us that even fruitful branches will be pruned. Even the fruitful branches that bear fruit and love, the branches that know how to love people and know how to love their wife and their children and know how to love the people around them in their community and know how to make sacrifices for people, put themselves last so everybody else can be first, for the first will be last and the last will be first. Even those who bear much fruit and know how to love will be pruned. Every good gardener prunes his branches. And I imagine if the branches and the tree could talk, they'd say, I, I don't like it when the gardener comes to prune me. It hurts and my sap bleeds. I don't like to be pruned. I don't even look forward to it. Well, if the branches don't like to be pruned, what about you? Do you like to be pruned? Well, Jesus prunes us, and he, and he prunes us through times of pain and suffering. Have you ever been pruned before? Has there ever been a time where you hurt somebody because you didn't love them, and you felt the pain of their hurt, and you felt the shame of guilt? And you felt the pruning of God saying, and you should have loved, shouldn't you? You could have watched your tongue and not said the things that you said or done the things that you did. 
Jesus challenges our faith during times of sickness. He challenges our faith and prunes us during times of death. He prunes us in a variety of ways, none of which are pleasant. There aren't many Christians who look forward to times of pruning. I don't find them lying around anywhere. But no matter how fruitful you are, no matter how faithful you are, no matter how firmly you cling to God and stay connected to the vine, pruning will come to you. And you will struggle. Your life might even cry out in despair. You will be afflicted. And this process of pruning will continue throughout your whole Christian life. Just watch the movie, The Apostle of Paul. Um, It's not showing here in Spencer yet. It was up at Milford. To watch the church persecuted. To watch the church suffering. To watch Paul struggle. As they watch their friends being burned. As they watch their friends being eaten by lions. And to keep the faith. Times of testing and pruning. There'll never be a year that your soul won't need a little pruning. There'll never be a season where afflictions and hardships and trials and yes, even persecutions of the faith will pass you by. Why? Because God uses these trials to do the pruning. He uses these trials to grow our faith. He uses these trials to make us stronger. But these trials will never comfort us. In order to find comfort, we have to focus on the gardener, not the branches, not the pruning. And again, who's the gardener? Listen to our text. Jesus says, I am the vine, the true vine. My father is the gardener. And the father loved his garden so much that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him might not perish but have eternal life. Can you imagine a gardener who loves his garden so much that he waters his garden with his very own blood? Can you imagine a gardener who loves his garden so much that he fertilizes his garden with his very own body? Not from a gardener. I can't imagine that kind of love. In fact, such a love like that seems like nonsense, doesn't it? It seems extreme, insane, foolish, excessive. But that's God's love for his garden. That's God's love for us. He loves sinners. And his love for sinners is is really beyond our understanding. It's beyond our comprehension. Our Heavenly Father loves us through a process that is called grafting. And if you know about grafting, you take a tree, an apple tree, and you take a branch from a cherry tree, and with with cutting of the branch and, and cutting of the tree, you put the two together, and you wrap them around, and the two branches become the same. The two branch, the branch becomes one with the tree. And that's what our Heavenly Father does to us. He grafts us into the vine. He grafts us into Jesus Christ. He grafts us into His love, into that grace, undeserved love that we don't, that we don't deserve to have from God. He grafts us into the blood of Christ. Now, unfortunately, our sin has separated us 
Our sin has separated for us from Christ the vine, separated us from Jesus. Separated branches. They're just waiting to be burned. But God has connected us. God has connected us into Christ through holy baptism. He's attached us. He's made us part of His family. We are heirs of Christ and heirs with one another. We are the family of God. We are attached to the living vine, attached to the power of His Easter resurrection. So, now what happens when you take a branch and graft it into the vine? All the energy, all the sap, all the nutrition, all the power that flow from the roots of that vine now belong to the branches. Think about that. Consider what that means for you. Consider what that means for your garden. Consider what that means for your soul. It means that all is well with your soul. Just like the hymn says, When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Remember, what belongs to the vine now belongs to the branches. So we focus on the vine. And what do you possess? What do you possess by being attached to the vine? You possess His divine love. You possess eternal salvation. You possess eternal life. You possess victory over sin, victory over the devil. You possess God's power of the Easter resurrection, and you possess protection. One of Satan's greatest tricks is to get God's people to think that God no longer cares, that God no longer provides for us, that He's abandoned us. The devil wants us to think that we're on our own. Many Christians have fallen for that lie, but I want you to think about this. Did Christ, the true vine, produce enough forgiveness for you? Did Christ, the true vine, produce enough love for you? Did Christ, the true vine, produce enough salvation for you? Of course He did. Did Christ attach you to Him through the water? Did Christ attach you to Him through the bread? Did He attach you to Himself through His very own body? Does He attach you to Himself through His Word? Of course He does. And all that's flowing through you. It's a gift of eternal life from the vine. So how is your garden? How is your soul? It is well. It's connected to the vine. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.